Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, February 26th, our last podcast of the week. And um, if you are anywhere around here, oh, I hope you are able to be outside and enjoy this beautiful day. It it has the feelings of spring. It's one of those days that tease us. As we know, March is going to shed plenty of snow our way, but uh, oh, it is so gorgeous. So Think spring, all of you, uh, wherever you are. It's it's coming, that new life. You know, Lent, by the way, means spring. So we're in the middle of Lent, and it feels that way. So let's break open God's Word. Uh, remember, yesterday we were at Matthew chapter 7, so we were at the end, toward the end of uh, Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus says, you know, ask and you will find, or ask, seek, um, and, uh, and knock. He invites us to do all those things. Well, today we're going to jump to the beginning, toward the beginning of Matthew's Sermon on the Mount, uh, and go to chapter 5. So Matthew 5, verses 20 to 26. So let's break open God's Word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to the judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you. You will not be released until you have paid the last penny. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, again, Listen, I do not want to sit here and say this is exactly what Jesus was saying because I don't know that. I'm going to do the best I can to put on the mind and heart of Christ as I do this. So if ever I come across as saying definitively this is what Christ means, oh, please no, that's not it. Because, uh, again, uh, we know God's ways are so much more above our ways and, and a whole lot more above mine. Uh, so anyway, but what it appears that Jesus is inviting us to, brothers and sisters, what the Holy Spirit is inviting us to through this word is, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it in the front line, in the first line that there is, my friends, you and I, because he's talking to the crowds now, he's talking to the disciples, this is us, unless your and my righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, we're not entering the kingdom of heaven. Now, that sounds like an ultimatum, uh, that the bar is here from the scribes and Pharisees, and we got to get above that bar, or we're not getting into heaven, it's done. And I don't think that what's God, that's, what's God, that's what God is saying here at all. I think what he's saying is, 
by their very virtue of what they um, ascribe as righteousness. They're not entering into the kingdom of heaven. And so if we don't set a higher bar, set something more, then we're not entering the kingdom of heaven either because that's not what we're seeking. So what is the, the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. So again, we're going to paint with very, very broad brush, and that's not fair. There were wonderful scribes and Pharisees at the time, not that I knew any of them at all. Uh, we know Nicodemus, we know Joseph of Arimathea, really, so we know two of them, um, but behind them there's got to be more. I mean, the, we can't paint any any group of people with, with as broad a brush as I'm going to do, but what Jesus is inviting us to, to look at here is saying they were people who looked at the law and simply kept the law. Now, on its face, that doesn't seem like a bad thing, does it? If I'm keeping the law, and the law, let's use it in this context, is the Ten Commandments. Now, the law was more than that. The law was all the five books of, uh, of the Pentateuch, the Torah, uh, the first five books of, of the Hebrew Scriptures. Um, and there were 613 laws built around them. But the heart of that law, the heart, is, uh, is the Ten Commandments, of course, uh, the covenant at Sinai with the Jewish people. Uh, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness, keep holy the Sabbath day, thou shalt uh, uh, honor your father and mother, uh, keep, you know, not just keep holy the Sabbath, but, but I am the Lord your God, you shall not have false gods before me. All those things. So what they did was do their best to keep those. Now that's not a bad thing. But I've used this example before. I'm going to use it here. If at the end of the day today, I get home and uh, Renee looks at me and says, Joe, do you love me? And I say, Renee, I'll tell you why I love you. I didn't kill you today. I didn't steal from you today. I didn't commit adultery on you today. I didn't lie to you today. Um, you know, honoring my parents and, and the Sabbath well, you know. I didn't, you know, uh, uh, covet my neighbor's wife today. I didn't, you know, do any of that stuff. How can you ask me if I love you? That's a ridiculous question. I mean, it's, it's not answering her question, is it? Because love has, has more to do with that. Love is, listen, those are good things. Those are good things. But what's going on below that? What, what, what is that inviting us to? And that's where Jesus comes in here, is he's pointing us to something deeper. He's saying, listen, the, the, the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees stays at this position of, of, of the, the surface of the law. It's why they're going to widen their phylacteries and they're going to, um, you know, have those tassels on them. Uh, as the scripture does, that because the law should always be before us. So they widen their phylacteries and they have the, the law dangling before them in a literal sense. So the law is always before them rather than say, how do I take the law with me wherever I go and whatever decision I make and whatever attitude and relationship I enter into, the law is helping to form and shape that conversation and shape my attitudes. But they took it literally and had them dangling on tassels in front of them so the law could be before them. Jesus is saying, you fools, you're missing the point. 
You're staying at the surface level. That's why, brothers and sisters, if all we want to do is entertain a relationship with God at a surface level, the, mere, the consequence of that is we're not going to enter the kingdom of heaven because we're not entering into the presence of God. We're simply staying at a surface fringe level. And God invites us to more. And the example he uses here is anger. You've heard it said to your ancestors. Now, who said it? Moses. Now, again, we've talked about this before. In Matthew, Jesus is the new Moses. Uh, he is coming, the sermon is on the mount. Just like, remember, um, uh, that uh, Moses came down uh, the Mount Sinai with the law. Jesus invites everybody up and he gives them the law on the Mount. So it's the new law. And he's saying, you've heard it said, and he'll even say later, he's like, I, I didn't come to abolish the law at all. I came to fulfill it. He's pointing us to the deeper aspect. You've heard it said by Moses, um, you shall not kill. And whoever kills is liable to judgment. But I'm going to say to you, I'm going to take the law from Moses. He's handing the football off to me. I'm taking it. And I'm going to cross the goal line here. But I say to you, okay, you know you shall not kill, surface level. Okay, I didn't kill you today, Renee, good. But let's go deeper. But I say to you, whoever's angry with their brother or sister or mother or father, whoever's angry will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to their brother, sister, lover, whoever, raka, will be answerable to Sanhedrin. If we're going to be at the righteousness level of the Pharisees, all we got to do is say, hey, you know what? I haven't said raka to anybody lately, unless I'm saying you raka. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, who, who of us has said raka in our lives other than when we read the scripture? Nobody, nobody. So we can say, good, we're good to go on this one. No, it's, it, it, insert any other derogatory term. Whoever says to their brother or sister, idiot, loser, fool, um, jerk, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. We can come up with a hundred of them, couldn't we? We'll be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says you fool will be liable to fire again, Hannah. Therefore, I mean, so he's saying, don't just look, okay, if we haven't killed, have we killed somebody's reputation? Have we killed their spirit? Have we killed their dignity? Uh, have we separated uh, and therefore killed this relationship, this thread between us? If we've done any of that, we are answerable to the Sanhedrin and fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if we bring our gift to the altar, every, every week at Mass, every time we go to Mass, we bring our gift to the altar. What is it? It's us. It's our heart. It's our spirit. It's our being. Whatever, if you, <laughs> I lost my place. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother or sister or mother or lover has anything against you, Leave your gift there at the table, meaning stop. Don't try to pretend. Don't try to fool God. Don't try to fool yourself. Don't try to fool anybody else. Humbly go and say, I was wrong. I'm sorry. You deserve better. Or maybe I wasn't wrong. Maybe they were. And I simply say, I'm struggling with you. And I just want you to know, you know, I, I, I value who you are, but, but I... I I just can't be treated this way because I felt hurt by it. I, I don't know. It's entering into dialogue. It's treating them with dignity. It's acknowledging the situation. I don't know how the Spirit's going to invite you to do it. And please don't listen to me. Um, listen to the Spirit. But, but how do we enter into that so communion is truly communion, right? Here's the last thing I'll say. What if we don't do this stuff? Well, 
Settle with your opponent quickly on the way to court, yada, yada, yada. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge. Judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. And, man, I say to you, you will not be released until you've paid the last penny. That sounds so, uh, you know, I don't know, hurtful, judgmental, um, angry. Um, and just yesterday, we had this wonderful gospel on the image of God, who God is. But doesn't God sound petulant there? Doesn't he sound small? Now again, I don't want to put words in the mouth of Jesus and say this is what he meant. But for the longest time, I thought that he meant this is what God's going to do. If you don't do this, you can be thrown into prison and you're going to be there. You're going to be there until you paid, paid yourself off. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. I think what Jesus is doing is, is he's acknowledging what anger does to us. He, we put ourselves in that prison. Anger, hey, you and I know this, right? Um, gosh, I, I get my insurance through Renee, uh, who is uh, at the school district. Um, so public school health insurance program. And I get their newsletters, you know, monthly or whatever. There's hardly one that goes by which doesn't talk about the importance of meditation at some level. Because we know that the more we are able to be, spend time in prayer, the more we are able to meditate, the more we are allowed to allow that, that spirit of peace to enter into us, the more anger goes away, and that affects our health, right? Goodness sakes, that's at a, at a secular level we know all this stuff. What Jesus is inviting us into is saying, listen, don't let anger put you in that prison. Because if you're there, you're going to be there for a long, long time. And, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to drain you of every ounce of energy you have until you've paid the last penny. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. So my friends, our God invites us beyond the surface of the law today to something deeper. You know, there's that wonderful saying in Jeremiah. Um, it's Jeremiah uh, chapter 31, and it starts on verse 31 where God talks about this new covenant, Jeremiah. God does it through Jeremiah. See, the days are coming when I will make a new covenant. What's the old covenant? It's Moses, right? It's the Ten Commandments. See, the days are coming, says Jeremiah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors. They, I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke my covenant, through, though I was their master. But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's it. That's it. Our God is looking, brothers and sisters, not for us to stay at the surface. He wants to write his law, inscribe it on our hearts. He wants to put that new covenant within us. That's where our God is going. All we have to do is say yes, to open up and say right away, Lord, right away, right away. Um, yeah, yeah. How about we pray? We uh, finished the um, Luminous Mysteries today. So again, any intentions, any people in need of prayer and love and support on your end, let's just lift them up today in our prayer. As we begin, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth luminous mystery, the institution of the Eucharist. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy this beautiful weather that we've been dealing with. And I look forward to us uh, breaking open God's word again together next week. God's peace.